Welcome to Owen and Baru's Barbecue. Today we are serving up teardrop soup. My name is Matt. Today I'm joined by a bevy of chefs. With me is my co-host Nick. Hey there. And we're doing a crossover event, which has already been recorded. But I have Screen Geeks here with us. So welcome Jay Woo! and Casino Skunk, Ralph. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? We so <laughs> so we've talked for almost an hour and a half, and I'm not going to, you know, uh, mince words here. But we're gonna we're gonna serve up what we talked about on Screen Geeks Live. And so when you hear Jay hosting and doing his thing, that's because he was the host. And I and I stepped aside. I was like, "You're the better chef here. You're <gasps> the." I'm not. I I pale in comparison to your mastery of a uh, spatula and fork. <laughs> well, without further ado, hello. Thanks, thanks for having us. Um, Nick, you're still muted. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you say something? Um, but uh, <laughs> thanks, Ralph. Appreciate it. Uh, sure. So, thanks, uh, th thanks for having us. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's nice to be on your your show. We we do listen to it, and um, uh, you know, unlike unlike Ralph, you know, we we do like you know, and accept the cartoons as, as part of the canon. You know, we don't just kind of like shove that aside. It's, I grew up, I grew up watching the original trilogy. I was born in 77. I'm older and I had, than you. I'm older than you. I know, but from, from 83 to let's just say 97, mm -hmm. um, I knew everything inside and out on three movies. And then like, all of this new canon and used I can't keep track of it. I'm too old. It's it's yeah. I, it's it's hard. Um, I've watched Clone Wars and Rebels and retain like little to no information. And I think some of the information I, I do learn from there or remember is pushing old stuff out, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um. I, I but I have this, so I'm happy. You do, you I'm do. So I'm happy. So can we just, uh, well, first let's go to the chat a little bit. Uh, Jay Griffiths uh, cannot join us tonight because his girlfriend went into great detail about the things we wouldn't do if I watched the finale without her. I can't watch this. Wow. Uh, so sorry you cannot be here live with us, Jay, uh, like you usually are, but it's probably the smart move um, because Colleen, who is in the chat, uh, it was kind of ticked because I watched it without her. <laughs> we watched it. So the last three, I think since the Ahsoka episode, me and Stevie have watched The Mandalorian before she goes to work. So we've been watching it at like 5.30 in the morning. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where like last night I couldn't sleep. I, I, I woke up probably at like 4. And also I was thinking is people have either seen luke skywalker or <laughs> or not seen luke skywalker and it was driving me nuts because everyone was saying sebastian stan this and luke uh -huh. skywalker that or yep. or or ezra and i'm like i can't believe i'm laying here in bed and there's people out there who have seen a star wars that i haven't seen um and, and it, it kept me up and so as soon as she woke up i went into the front room mm -hmm. and threw on my blanket and just waited, just waited. I couldn't. I, I I had to. I had to watch it. And then we'll get into what happened later. Mm -hmm. um, 
I saw if if you pop up that second Eddie's uh, Eddie's message. This one. Yeah. Yep. Why are you holding back tears, bro? Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> Why are you holding back tears? Um, the, the my only tweet also because I also don't like going on Twitter mm-hmm. until oh I my do gosh. my, like, my people, show. Pe- people uh, don't hold back. Like all the spoilers, right. it's just like a floodgate, but, right? But it's, but even after between the time I watch the show and the time I do my podcast episode, I don't like to listen to podcasts about the episode. I never I don't like to looking you up articles. <laughs> But you know what I mean? No, I, but, I, I um, seriously, like I want to have my own theories and I don't want to be corrupted by like, you know, you, you talking about samurai swords, you know? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not complaining. I didn't. Hey, I'm, I didn't I'm, get I'm, my Bosk in a mini rig. I didn't get that. That's I'm, fine. I'm with you on the mini rigs and, you know, maybe season three. But I, I will say like as the fight's happening with the spear, Karin's like, ah, he didn't get a samurai sword. <laughs> but but you know what? The way it kept glowing in the middle, I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. It's going to cut in half and he's going to have batons. He's going to be like Daredevil style. <laughs> but listen, I'm not complaining at all what we got. Um, and I'm not even upset that mini rigs didn't show up because mm. we got something way cooler. Um, but anyway, I was going to say, I did go on Twitter and the only thing I tweeted was that Stevie literally got up and grabbed a box of Kleenex for me. Like oh, I... Like I had to be I, like, I wanted to ask how you were finishing. I meant never mind. That joke came out wrong and this might be the wrong no, podcast for it. Well, it's but but the thing is, so like uh, it's it's one of those things where I get emotional during movies. I think Jimmy and Jay have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um I was trying to hide it and I could not to the point where she was like put her hand on my shoulder like listen this is this is a huge deal because as lame as this sounds as lame as this sounds and with all the eu out there and all the cartoons and all the comics and everything my favorite star wars character of all time is luke skywalker not han solo not darth rendar not vader not the end no mm-hmm. it's not baby yoda <laughs> it's <laughs> luke skywalker and I was telling my friend before the show, I said, listen, here, this is what has to happen. If they're going to do it, it better be a good scene. <laughs> and I think I've mentioned it. I think I mentioned it to Nick uh, on my podcast. <clears throat> I might've mentioned it to Jay after me and Nick did the podcast. Um, <laughs> that because me and Nick's was, was a pure conversation. Um, <laughs> but it was, but it's one of those things where I'm like, the way Filoni handled the return of Alex, Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan mm-hmm. was like perfect on Rebels. Yeah, yeah. But that's an animated show. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Rogue One and I'm, as much as I like Tarkin, mm-hmm. I feel like Princess Leia wasn't perfect. And mm-hmm. I could tell that. So mm-hmm. my whole thing going into this episode is if we see him either just a recast, which I don't like, or CG better be pretty good. And I think the CG was pretty good. Yeah. I think I think Tarkin's I, was the best. Uh Tarkin was the best. The best. I mean, I there's, I, I there's some shots to... of Tarkin that are great. Yeah, absolutely yeah. great. Yeah. But I'll tell you I, this. I, from a from an animation standpoint, my my issue with Tarkin 
is he his body feels too animated and his head feels too animated when he talks. Mm. What they did here with Luke, they made him very stoic. He didn't move around too much, um, which was appreciated. But, I mean, maybe it's because my eyes were just completely <laughs> glassed over. I thought it looked great. <laughs> well, I So I, I watched it twice. I watched it uh, during my lunch break um, just to make sure because even <laughs> – even not even paying attention to it, I felt I was worried I was going to get spoiled. So I was like, I'm just, I got text messages. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so Colleen, uh, was pretty ticked. Um, but I, was like, well, I got to do the show tonight and it's fine. I'll watch it again with you. But anyway, it's fine. We're going to be okay. Um, we, we've, we've braved time will, time will tell, time will tell, time will tell. Uh, but, uh, but I, I think kind of what made it work is, you know, Luke's, uh, a uh, hallway scene. Um, he he got to kind of be the cloaked kind of yeah. mysterious Luke that we had at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. So you didn't have to worry about the CG of the face, but it still worked within the char- character in that we kind of seen I, him with the kind of cloaked. And, in, and, and, and my only my only f- feeling about the CG and them going CG face with Luke was that, like many fans, I was like on the like just get Sebastian Stan to do it, and you know I almost want an actor to so that they can be fluid and they can just do their thing. Like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with separating the fact that like we we have a different actor for this because of this reason, and and move on from it. You know, and, and that way we can have him moving around and we don't have yeah. to. So. But I, it's 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 I'm two ways of it. I get if if Luke was going to be a main character in the show, mm-hmm. they right. probably want to recast him. But if he if this is just kind of like our main, then I think this is nicer just because it allows Mark Hamill sure. to still be the Luke from this point till the end. You know, and and so if that if it's going to be that way, I think it, this was perfect in that. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. Like having that Luke moment for, for so many fans, I think like. Yeah. That's why it, that's why this episode is a nine point nine on IMDb. Oh, still, so it's like, you know, just having everything like dark troopers with Luke. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's I not know. just Luke. And then just like full on, I, I think uh, Jim Watari said it here: peak Luke. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the the big complaints of the sequel trilogy is. It's like old man Luke. Like we never got to see Jedi Luke return of the right. Jedi Luke. Yeah, too much time had passed. Exactly. But here you go. Boom. Full on taking out what seventy five thousand dark troopers. Like somehow they multiplied, but he took out <laughs> all of them. And it was incredible. Like each kill was amazing. And at the very end, he just force crushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the dark trooper was insane. Speaking of which, did did they have a line of dialogue saying that they couldn't shut them down? No, not that I, not that I heard. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember talking about they shut down the weapon systems. Yeah, they shut down the weapon uh, systems. But I don't think they talked about. Sh- yeah, they should have been able to shut down the. They had no control over them once they were activated, I guess. So, <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean, you know, the uh, Moff Gideon is basically like they're they're going to come through here, kill everybody except for me and the child. So he has control over them on some level. You know, they're not going to kill, you know, their their clone master or whatever. But what was what was I think what paid it off really well is the fight between the one dark trooper and Dinjar and Mando and how difficult that was and like how outmatched he was and eventually was mm-hmm. able to like overcome. That may I think made the showdown between Luke and yes. all of those dark troopers that right. more satisfying. 
Yeah, same. Like me being such a Dark Forces fan from the '95 game. I mean, me and Ralph talked about this a little bit. Like, because uh, that's that's something that I was really going to be a stickler about if they didn't show them correctly, and they did. Like, I even liked it with Doctor Pershing saying, like, "Oh, these are Phase Threes," which I had said, like, "These are three mm-hmm. Phase Threes," which you only see in the last level of the game, and that you know they're basically invincible. And then, sure enough, they show like how many blasters did he take? How many he took yeah. fire? He took everything. You know, he took the he took the the uh, staff through the yeah. neck, you know, to actually mm-hmm. kill it. It's like, yes, that's what should happen, you know. And it, that's I was so I waiting that for was that. Uh, I was waiting for that epi- episode three moment where he takes the head off, but the droid still keeps right. Coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool too. Yeah. yeah. Even the, the um, fire, even the flame coming through him was really cool. Like just having that shot, right? Like. Yeah. So All the shots were so cool with the dark troopers, and they and right. uh, is it Peyton Peyton, Peyton Reed Peyton Reed? Like there was just so many just amazing shots of just glamour shots of the dark troopers. It was just like in <laughs> their eyes coming through the steam, whatever. There's just so many like this was like the dark troopers moment on this. I mean, if if not for Luke, this would have been dark troopers uh, moment in the sun. I would have. I, I wonder if they had physical puppets from like maybe the chest up because some of the close-up shots just looked real mm-hmm. they did look, if it yeah. pure cg it's incredible but it, i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there was yeah so let me ask you this because i i you know all night or all week i've been expecting luke to show up mm-hmm. kind of wanted it to happen um when the thinking- scene I was thinking Mace Windu. I'm going to put it out there. Okay, okay. That's what we mean. okay. and I thought I was spoiled on this. I wanted to mention this. I thought, like, the day before, like, yesterday, I'd seen an article that said, you know, something like the headline read, like, Disney accidentally leaks or spoils, like, some Star Wars fans because of... And I was just, like, stopped at that moment because I was so mad because the article showed an image of Mace Windu. And I was like... Son of a, this is like the casket thing all over again. I'm getting spoiled on something, right? And um, so I just like tried to push it to the back of my mind, like, no, no, whatever. And so then when the Jedi shows up and it's an X Wing, I'm like, well, that's not Mace Windu. What's right. wrong with the camera? I was well, like, here's that's Luke's X Wing. That's Luke's X Wing. Here's the thing, though. Like, I, my, I, my brain could not allow me to accept that it was Luke. Yeah, uh, I saw the the single X wing, and they're like one X wing. Yeah, um, so greatly acted with that line. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, one one X wing acting. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so are. I'm like I'm like okay, they're setting us up for disappointment. It's not it's not Luke. It's probably Trapper Wolf or one of his <laughs> or one of his guys, right? I'm I'm like. And then you see the cloak and you see the green lightsaber. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not going to be Luke. It right. can't be Luke. Really? Just give me, I, just give me. Like it's, we're in. You didn't think, you still didn't think so? I was like, I was like, how is this? I'm my, I'm telling you my brain couldn't accept that we were going to see Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I needed proof. I'm like a doubting Thomas. I'm like, I need to see that hilt. I need to see the mm. lightsaber hilt. But I saw that black Luke, glove. That's what it's the black glove. That, the that black glove is for me. The deal. And then I saw the black glove. I'm like, okay, the black glove. This is in shadow. I can't see the the hilt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, does the other hand have a glove? I can't tell because everything yeah. was going so fast and in shadows. I was like, I need to know if this is Luke. But they're 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 keeping it so well hidden. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the glove off on the left hand, and I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, it's him. And then I geared up, started gearing up for, <clears throat> is it Sebastian Stan? 
Exactly. Is yeah. it Sebastian Stan? And me, is he going to pull the cloak off and it's going to be him? And so this whole time I'm like, my, my heart is racing and I, I, I'm seriously like shaking and like tears streaming down my face. Cause it's like, okay, this is Luke Skywalker <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that I knew when I was six, this mm -hmm. is, you know, I was six years old when Jedi came out yep. and, uh, they took the thing on, he took the thing off and it was his face. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's his face. And then he sounded. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm passing. It's actually it. not that bad right now. It's, it's a little bit there, but it was, it was a moment where I'm just like, I can't believe this is what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And please don't linger on this too long. Let's get mm -hmm. out of this scene. And then they go and freaking take the helmet off. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. Grogu seeing his face for the first oh. time. When 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 Grogu touches the yeah. helmet, that was it's, the moment I verbally said it to my family as we we're watching. I was like, "Take the helmet off!" Like I was just like, "Yeah." And then and then it happened, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's doing it!" it. Like, my tear. my brain was going so Luke crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that moment. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he was just touching the 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 mask, and I was like, "Okay." And then he touches his face, and you're like, like well, your eyes are then, just yeah. then. You get a third punch when R2 shows up. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I'm just mm -hmm. done. Just done. Those three moments are like, like, if you're going to go with CG Luke, you better throw some distractions at me so I'm not looking at it. Because <laughs> yeah. from that point on, I'm only looking at R2-D2. Right. Mm -hmm. like, seriously, I'm see only head. looking at You could see Luke's head. It was all just, you know, torso down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're like, okay, that's a good cover. But just unreal. Like, uh, I mean, I'm... You know, season one, I wasn't the hugest Mandalorian fan. I thought season two was fantastic. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, the last half of this episode is like bonkers. It's 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 up there. It's yeah. like like moments. There like there are moments that were where the Disney gets right. Um, one of my favorite, absolute favorite moments that Disney's done is how they handled Han Solo meeting Chewbacca for the first time. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's phenomenal, mm -hmm. and it gives me chills, and it makes me feel like I'm six years old. Mm -hmm. This is a this is another time this has happened. Yeah, and I, it's it's nuts. I think I think I cried at um, Force Awakens because you know where she's going, and it's that long trek up the mountain, and you just know, you just know, because Luke Skywalker. I dude, I love Luke Skywalker. I love you're, you're, you're Luke Stan. <laughs> yeah yeah i use uh, that phrase all the time <laughs> going to the chat real quick uh kind of catching up here um uh let's see uh todd smith we got luke boba fett a shuttle tidarium the best since 83 can't can't, yeah. disagree. can't disagree with that um uh, bullwinkle 80 says when i saw the x-wing i knew then it was luke so did i first x-wing but then yeah. on the the uh security camera feed i was like oh that's luke's pattern that's mm -hmm. oh and then and then with grogu putting his hand yeah. on the screen like that well, it's just shorthand for saying that's who we called mm -hmm. well it's yeah and then you can see as soon as the they say you know they say, oh one x-wing good we're saved mm -hmm. you can see his ears. the close yeah the close shot up of grogu him perk up like he because he can sense yeah. the force and, and it's just like and, you know and, oh I, telltale right there I wanted I wanted to talk about like Moff Gideon real quick. And is he did he a take some of Grogu's blood, or is he already force sensitive? Because his face, as soon as the X Wing shows up, drops, and his face is just like filled with fear. 
but and there's another kept... and there's another moment where uh, the Mandalorian has invested. Din has invested with the the spear, and he before the Mandalorian does anything, he says, "You're going to spare my life." There's certain okay. things he knew, like he was in the holding cell, and he was like, "There are things I know." Like, like, basically, like he already shot off his um, whistling words. I could attribute that to just kind of just being very smart and kind of just being a very. I, I thought so. He could have tested it. He could have tested it on himself. Yeah, on the second True. rewatch, I was like, I, I was a little bit more thinking because okay, I thought this was a bit crackpotty as well. Like, like, why would Moff Gideon have force sensitivity? Or, but there are a couple key clues in this episode that, like, on second watch, I'm like. He he's aware of something. Like he he has some, and, then, and that's that's where I thought dark saber. You know, he's wielding it. Like right. he had a fight with it without chopping his hands off accidentally. So he's got that going for him. Um, uh, let's see. Gap fifteen. Uh, Owen says, "Until I saw the cloak, I wasn't sure." Um, once once I saw it green, because actually the first footage you see of the lightsaber is through the security camera, and you can't see the color of the blade. Which I thought right, was really right, cool in terms of the reveal. And it's not till a few moments later that you see the green. Once I saw the green, I was like, "Oh, it's Luke. It's definitely Luke." But I did. Well, a friend of mine, Ezra, Ezra's blade is green. The last right. thing thought, but he gave didn't he give the lightsaber to Sabine though, or something? Yes, or he did. Mm -hmm. Yep, he doesn't have a lightsaber, so I can make one. He's just alone in the woods, figuring <laughs> things out. Him and Thrawn. It's been, a, it's, been at least 10, it's been at least like 15 years. He could have built one. It could have been, yeah. If Ahsoka can build new sabers in between. Yeah. Just nine, I think it's just nine years. So. Oh, so that's not enough time. It's definitely not enough time. Dark Saber greater than Beskar Pike. You uh, know, I'm wondering, Jim, would you have rather have seen the armorer craft that spear into a sword? <laughs> I think so. It would have been awesome. What, where is the armorer? And another another crack potty theory is the armorer um, one of these uh, Mandalorians? Mandalorians, because she has the horns. The only other Mandalorians that we've seen that have horns were in the service of Darth uh, Maul. I mean, it makes sense that you know because Death Watch did join uh, with Maul, but her spi her spikes are so small compared mm -hmm. to the other ones that we've seen. Because it is a cartoon, as Ralph would say, mm -hmm. you know. But the the horns are much bigger, and and it has been you know a good good period. Doesn't wear down. No, it's best card. Doesn't wear down. But um, uh, yeah, I, I I'm surprised we didn't see her. Well, so the the sect that uh, Din Djarin's a part of. Is, is it? It's not first watch. What is it? It's not death, death watch. Is yeah. it is death watch or they have another word? Death, death watch is, is who rescued him. He rescued him. Child. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but uh, they, they refer to what was on um, Navarro as the tribe. So it's a okay. little different than the other. The other ones are like clans. So you have your, your clan, which is basically like your family, and then you have your house. So, like the, the example I used was. Owen and Baruz is like a, is our clan here. Mm -hmm. We're part of House Jan Jack. Ah, okay. So, but then everything kind of can go underneath like one one leader, which would be iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Gap fifteen oh one. Who is Greg? For those that know him, uh, uh, hashtag ignite the green finally happened. Uh, agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think we're Kyle Katarin. Uh, going against the dark troopers, it would uh, it would fit with his storyline. Yeah, and, it would have. 
Um, but you know, how how much stuff from the the video games that are going to to enter into play because they've used some things, they, but they put a lot in this season, you know, with, especially mm -hmm. from the Knights of the Old Republic and and some other things which are interesting. You know, the Dark Troopers, you know, mm -hmm. but I think if, if it would have been Kyle, I don't think there would have been a very small amount of people that would have known who he was and people yeah. like, who's this guy. But what's great about the show is it doesn't matter if you know who they are or not. You're yeah, that's true. Know, they're not. They're not really. They're not really alluding to stuff. And what's great about Star Wars is like back when Obi-Wan mentioned the Clone Wars in Star Wars mm -hmm. uh, 77, no one knew what that was. Mm -hmm. And that was fine. So we're getting that with with uh, with this show. Like you're able to go back and look at other stuff if you want to, but you don't have to know who Bo-Katan is in order to enjoy the show you oh, just know oh sure and and they they did a really great job of explaining a lot of the history of mandalore and that that final showdown so that you know watchers that might be a little bit more like oh he picked up the dark saber mm -hmm. you know so like the, the star wars fans that are, are in the know have a little bit of that edge of like already knowing what's about oh. I do want to talk about the whole dark saber controversy. Well, within okay. the show, I don't think it's yeah, yeah. outside, but, uh, but, uh, Ryan Moore did say, uh, I don't think Moff Gideon is force sensitive. I think he progressively was putting the pieces together until he realized he was screwed. <laughs> That's what I thought. Too. That's how I thought he's I, smart. I feel like he's smart. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there because there's a few, a few little things where you're like, wait, how how would he know how would he know this about din he, he even like says like like when he enters the room he says the bond between between like he right he like almost sees the bond it's not like i can see the bond and i'm not force sensitive <laughs> i mean sure but that's the show i'm just saying but it's the same thing it's the same thing as like you know when he captured him he said you know You've gotten a lot better, you know, at doing that. You know, using the force. Yeah. So he, he obviously knows Grogu better than we think he does. True. And then the fact that like, Grogu's probably always been mean, you know, or they because of the hurt that he puts him under, he's probably never shown getting any kind of respect. But he can sure. see the love between the, those two. Like, oh wow, he actually responds to you way better than he ever did me. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ralph, you had something you want to say? Speaking of their bond, Grogu did not end up with the knob the gear shift knob i know his belt yeah that's weird that's that's something they should have put in there like him giving I, it as a parting gift yeah I totally thought and even up until even when they're like so far apart yeah they would have just like held it up and he would like force or something yeah. or just pulled awesome. it out of his just pulled it out of his i know just forced it out of his pocket because mm -hmm. it's in there but i'm wondering if that's going to come into play in the future yeah. episodes yeah. like he's gonna he's yeah. gonna hold that as a reminder yeah. mm -hmm. maybe incorporate it in his armor somehow or put it on his yep something Will, I don't going know. forward do you do you see them being linked at all i mean obviously like the mandalorian doesn't also have force powers but could we see something where a vision appears to him or that that perhaps and and this is just you know ideas spitballing we see some somewhere in the season where um you know the mandalorian is hurt or injured and grogu's training and then all of a sudden he's feeling it or he's reacting to something that uh, the mandalorian's going through just putting it out there as like a what if kind of crazy mm -hmm. but like how are they going to connect these two moving forward in the future i and without getting into like where is the show going but but still like you know you, you got to figure like this isn't the end of grogu like yeah Disney, Disney Plus wrote, wrote some big checks on the back of this this creature, 
you're not just going to be like, peace out. This is the last time we see you. I will. I will say, like, yeah, they're, they're, they've got because it's interesting. You know, this the whole end was amazing. Luke going with Grogu, all this stuff. And there is, you know, 30 years down the road, we know there's kind of doesn't turn out so great for Luke's uh, fledgling Jedi temple. Um, so, you know, what what happens to me then? And even then, like 30 years from now, Grogu is like, what, a 10 year old relatively? So like uh, Grogu at full powers is like 100 years from now. Right. I, I would guess. Yeah. 200. Yeah, that was my only concern with uh, with Luke showing up, even though I loved it. It was the fact that it's like, oh, well, if Luke showing up, will we see Grogu again? Because like, how mm. are they going to work that out? Because right. like, that I was... could have seen if it had been Mace Windu or any other Jedi, like, oh, he just didn't want the training, you know, or some other kind of excuse. But like with Luke, it's one of those like, how are they going to separate those two? And it's such a tricky thing. That I think, I think the, and then retcon that whole other thing like oh that was an alternate universe <laughs> I want to I want to say that Luke takes Grogu to Dagobah hands him off to Yaddle uh, okay Yaddle and Yoda I mean you can make fun of Yaddle all you want I'm mean, nobody's a character I mean <laughs> but, really, but she's really a character Yoda that and... exists and mm-hmm. I know Dave Filoni is familiar with her <laughs> and I, I know that I think in his hands, I think that would be the best way because even though I try to avoid articles, I couldn't help but see Kylo Ren trending and I know what that means, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, I want to say there's no way that Kylo Ren killed baby Yoda at Luke's right. you know, temple. No, no. no. So, ben, ben Solo is only five years old at this point. Right. So. right. Speaking of like just Twitter, did you guys happen to see Mark Hamill's Twitter this morning? No, what did he say? It, it was the best one. It was non-spoiler, but enough to where you got the cl- the hint where he yeah. said it's, it was basically, "Is there anything good on TV today?" or something like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. Let me let me pull that up. Actually, there, there uh, was um, I want to say that there was another Jedi that like was in you know in the the comics or one of these other um, stories that was um. Basically, their species was going extinct, and he and they were allowed to procreate. So, is that Mundi. Yes, is that what happened with Yoda and Yaddle? Like, Very I mean, that's like, yeah. <clears throat> like Yoda's like, I would not. I would rather not. He's like Yoda's like eight hundred years old. He's asexual at this point, and Yaddle's like, come on, wait, whoa, wait, oh, whoa, 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 hold on. Did you see him fight Count Dooku? <laughs> Yeah, and this was saying, like this was like ten years after Grogu was born. Exactly. Saying like like maybe he's just gone his own way. He's just like I've I've had enough relationships. <laughs> I've I've had my heart broken. Yeah, I really don't. Yoda's libido out of this. All right. <laughs> maybe kinda, maybe uh, he just divided. You know, like I like the budding thought. The yeah. budding. Maybe yeah. maybe oh. maybe Yaddle's the reason he has that walking stick. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Um, uh, great tweet by Mark Hamill. See anything good on TV late, lately? And right under there, we do have to call out uh, uh, the original person to play Boba Fett, Jeremy Bullock, passing away yesterday. Um, really, really sad news. Uh, I met him at, uh, on at some point in time. Really nice guy. Really nice Nick, guy. Nick just mentioned it on on my podcast that he was hoping for a cameo on The Mandalorian. Yeah, I really was. With, yeah. with Jeremy Bullock. Uh, possibly unmasked as, you know, a bounty mm-hmm. hunter. Yeah. 
or as a, a Mandalorian. Um, it's a real bummer. I never got a chance to meet him. In fact, um, last August would have been my first chance to meet him. Yeah, but, celebration, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, celebration I, got canceled. I met him in 2007 in Knoxville. And that's, as far as I know, the last time he fully adorned his Boba Fett costume because he uh, it was a wedding, a Star Wars wedding theme at that convention. And he objected to the marriage dressed as Boba Fett and then walked up to the, to the groom, you know, and yeah. he took his helmet off. And it was, it was just a classic moment. And I think most of the pictures that you see of him in the armor now as an older man is from that convention. That's odd. Mm. Uh, but he, at that time, he was still perfectly mentally there, extremely friendly guy, talked to you about anything you want, just great guy. Yeah. Um, I will. Uh, I know he's worn it since then because my buddy that I worked with at Apple, he is a customer. He had a full Boba Fett costume, and uh, he loaned it to Jeremy. I think in 2016, oh, uh, and to do a photo shoot. Um, and so it's his suit, and they had similar body profiles. So he wore um his suit, which was really cool. But um, yeah, really, really sad for his passing, but. Uh, what a way in this episode to give Boba Fett like, like talk about BD energy, um, yeah. <laughs> tone it down uh, in the post credit scene in, in the episode. Holy moly! Bib got Bib got fat. <laughs> was Bib Fortuna not sail barge? He was on the sail barge, right? That's what I was thinking. Is like, was he not on the sail barge or somehow survived the sail barge exploding? Listen, here's the thing. For the last 40 years, or just under 40 years, people have been saying, Boba Fett's alive. Boba Fett's alive. He survived. He survived. Yeah. No one even thought. Who else survived in that incident? And the answer is Bib Fortuna. <laughs> <laughs> like, who would have thought? Dude, I love seeing big fat big Fortuna sitting on the throne. He was really trying to go for it. Like, he was just like, well, I'll get there some way. There's one way I can become a hut. <laughs> um, if you if you read any of the like the extra, I want to call this out. Just the the three bucks bib was jobbing out. Indeed, indeed, so good. Um, a lot of the the extra stories were like tales from Jabba's palace, like those that came out in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Just about everybody on that sail barge somehow survived, except <laughs> like seriously, straight up. You can read all of those stories, and it's like, and then they lived. Um, but thing was incinerated. Yeah, it was like, nothing left. Yeah. How did they live? It was more explosive than the Death Star, um, which I guess some of the uh, Imperial employees are pretty ticked off about. So uh, Kevin Smith was right uh, in that classic dialogue <laughs> from uh, a clerk. We got a callback to that a little yeah, bit. Was, <laughs> I thought that was neat. Did you guys hear McClunky? Yes. Yes. Been I heard McClunky in the episode. I don't. Does, did he say? It? I don't remember, dude. My eyes were glassed over by that point. <laughs> Holy but, mackerel. Um uh but yeah, I I really dug. I was like, "Oh, yeah, who is over the Hut Empire?" And it's Bib Fortuna. <laughs> so good. It's so good. <laughs> His major look great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh I thought that was perfect. And then just Boa Fett just, you know, sitting on the throne. I was like, yes. "All right, let's go. I'm in. That let's was awesome. do it." When Boba Fett reached over to knock him over, I thought he was going to hit the Rancor pit and then toss him in. Oh, that would, which be, I thought would have been cool. Mm. I also thought yeah. Bib Fortuna, when um, when uh, I was going to say Mandalorian, when Boba Fett was standing there, I thought he was going to hit the button for the Rancor mm -hmm. pit, right. but Boba Fett would have just been hovering because he knows. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I felt it was kind of rude though, because like you know, Bib was like all happy, like, "Hey, but you're," and then it's like, "Oh, just gonna shoot you dead." Like, yeah, yes, man. Like, oh, he got his armor back. Yeah. He got his armor back. He got his old gun back. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. good to go. He's he's he's. <laughs> well, Matt, Matt got it, it out painted. Somehow he got it all painted in time. He, he, he get a little touch up. It looks great. I like the black robes underneath. And yeah, looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you were gonna say something. Well, so Matt and I had had briefly discussed that we were kind of clinging to a little bit of hope that he had turned over a new leaf. Like, Hey, I crawled out of a starlight pit. You know, the Jawas robbed me of the armor. Maybe the sand people like, uh, cause they're always the native Americans, you know, like maybe they instilled him with this re appreciation of life. And they're like, no, that's not going to happen. Hey, listen, Boba <laughs> Fett's a bad dude. Yeah. He who's say, who's saying he's not taking over Jabba's right. palace. Totally to spread a force of good. You don't know. You don't no, know. It's a gray area. I'm, I'm I'm expecting a you know a hive full of bounty hunters though. You know, but you never know. I, Are you guys familiar you, you with Boss? Yeah, exactly. You want to see Boss back? If we're gonna get Boss back, here's your chance. Why would Boss be in that mini rig? That's my bigger question. He'd be oh, in apparently. The... Apparently, you don't watch the show. I've already explained <laughs> oh. why he's in it. Well, do you want to explain now? <laughs> um, because. All of my classic Kenner toys are in my Darth Vader, and this is my favorite character. Oh, I okay. Have a, I don't have a. This is my favorite action figure, Bosk, and I don't have a lot of shelf space, so he's just gonna. He used to be in the Cap Two, the Cap Two, I think. But I mean, look at this, dude. You want to see that on a TV show, right? I, I, I I'm not I'm gonna be picky. All the mini rigs. I'm for all the mini rigs for sure. Um, Colleen says, I just rewatched when Luke first shows up, and I think Matt is right about Moth Gideon being force sensitive. Colleen, you were you you were welcome on, on Owen and Bruce anytime. Anytime. She she is standing for Matt and it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh, uh Tree Shaker says Mando and the child are a dyad in the fourth. Interesting. You're shaking your head, Nick. You agree with this? That's kind of what I was thinking when you guys were talking about the earlier, like how well, Matt I think brought it up, like how are we going to link these two together? And I was I, and still have Luke, you know, like have him be with Luke. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. the only possible way to do it is to do like the Last Jedi and have a dyad where they're talking through the Force. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious how that could really happen because you know Mando is not any kind of Force sensitive. Exactly. I, okay, so right. here's my prediction for Chapter Seventeen, Season Three, Episode mm-hmm. One. It opens with Luke walking into a bar on Navarro with the child who says he keeps eating all my stuff and throws him in the Mando's lap. <laughs> I like it. Um, my, my wife literally thought at the end that there was going to be a book on Boba Fett that was being released. She was like, oh, they're promoting a book. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, sweet. That'd be great because then I would ignore it. <laughs> okay so so let's talk about like what do you think that means is it a new series or is season three just yeah. the next book it said it said december 2021 so i'm assuming three comes out too but yeah. exactly but, but yeah. we're in december 18th so we still have a week before the end a week or two before the end of december so as soon as mando season three ends we'll mm-hmm. pick up the next following week with I agree. the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And then once that's done, maybe Obi-Wan is soon after that. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll just start getting these Star Wars series once a week for a yeah, while. I'm never going to stop podcasting. Um, 
so, so so you think it's going to pick right back up i mean um I don't know. I, I I assumed that it was its own series, but then when you look at the Mandalorian, no, I think it's its own series. Okay, okay. but but it picks Mando, up Mando season three. Mando and... season three stops, and then the next week, the book of uh, Boba, Boba Fett starts up. Yeah, but but Mandalorian season three does not start the first episode until December twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. Oh, oh, see, that's that's what I was wondering. Like December twenty twenty one. Is it taking over for Mando? No, are we for sure getting a season three of Mandalorian? Yeah, I think they said five yeah. Mando or something. Because I the way this the way this episode ended, I think was the perfect series finale. That's what I thought too. Yeah. So, but like the only, more the only thing, fine. Yeah, they, the only thing I can see, the only thing I can see going forward with Mando season three is what I think some people don't want is a, a Grogu less show where it's all going to be about Bo Katan. And Mando kind of struggling it out about the retaking of Mandalorian, Mandalore, and then Mando be actually being the leader of Mando, and it's like that's kind of, it's a cool story, but it's not yeah. Grogu. Well, I, I gotta be honest, dude. My favorite, one of my favorite moments in this is when the Man- Mandalorian said, "Then I yield." Yeah, <laughs> it's just right. like just take it. He doesn't want anything to do, which is great because this whole time we've known he's not a true Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be. Yeah. Right. He yeah, want, he's he's becoming for like this, this whole this whole ride he's been like has that sort of under like that chip on his shoulder that mm-hmm. he's not a real Mandalorian and for him to be like now that's not my purpose my purpose yep. now is for the kid to be safe um, but he's completed that journey right 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 uh, yeah. I, I do let me just go to the chat real quick and we will talk about the whole dark saber thing because I did want to kind of dig into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Ryan Moore says Biff Fortuna's on-screen reign lasted 45 seconds. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was dude. It was a good 45 seconds though. <laughs> that was, it was a really only, good was, 45 seconds. That was the only thing I was slightly spoiled on because, like, as the credits roll, rolled, you know, we didn't get the artwork, and I was like, oh, it's so that's so weird, you know. And so I'm watching the credits, and I'm looking for Luke Skywalker because I'm like, okay, I want to know more about this Luke Skywalker yeah, yeah. business. And so as that's going, I pull up IMDb and I'm scrolling through the cast and I'm like, Bib Fortuna, was he in this? Like, what is that <laughs> who, about? Who played and him? Just just at that moment, the um it, the bonus scene. The came twin sons. Like, yeah, twin like, sons. Oh, yeah. oh, now oh, maybe twin sons. I, I knew there was a bonus a credit scene, and uh again it was it was when I decided I can't I can't even look at the internet because I think it was on Instagram or something, and it was a picture of Grogu sitting in the razor crest. So I was like Oh, there's gonna be some cute scene with Mando and Grogu and the Razor Crest. Okay, whatever. Um, so, uh, so I was like, I know there's a post-credit scene, and then once I saw the twin sons, I was like, oh, this, I, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> well, I knew there would be a post-credit scene because the the credits didn't turn all tiny and right. have that picture of Taika oh. Waititi in the uh, yep. in the where they try to get you to watch the next thing. Either it's <laughs> either it's Yoda in the Clone Wars yep. with the mm-hmm. credits over here, or it's mm-hmm. Taika Waititi from the Disney Gallery with the Gallery, credits yeah. over here. But <laughs> so so oh man, I lost it. Well, let's just keep going through the chat here, and then we'll, we'll catch up to the, the, our talk. Right. Uh, Adam Sandberg, bring on Dengar. <laughs> I, I like Dengar. Right. They expand on him in Clone Wars, and I, I I'm down with that. To be honest, more Dengar is fine by me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I like this Din equals Aragon uh, by the Three Bucks. Like um, that. I, I know that's a Lord of the Rings reference, but the idea that Din is going to unite 
you know, or bring bring all of that'd be interesting. So, oh. um, let's see. Uh, uh, Colleen, in terms of Matt's standing of <laughs> our standing of Matt, uh, yes, Matt did send our family two Christmas cards. This is a mistake. Envelopes. It was one was to go to the office of Jan Jack, and then one was just <laughs> the family. Uh, season three and four filming back to back, according to Jim Watari. So hmm. that gets my heart going. Uh, Greg says apparently they announced nine shows the other day, and this was the tenth. That's true because in the uh, last week on Screen Geeks, Ralph did a thirty-minute breakdown of everything announced at the Disney uh, Investor Day, and there was like seventy-five Star Wars shows. Nay, uh, uh, mention a nair mention of Boba Fett show. <laughs> Go ahead, Ralph. Can I say something? Okay, so I remembered what I wanted to ask. Okay, um, and then I just went to IMDb and looked it up. Uh, the question for me was to Matt, who's playing Boba Fett. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered. Or Bit for or Bit for Tuna. Bit for sorry, Tuna, Bit, for Tuna, Bit yeah. for Tuna. It's none other than Matthew Wood. Now oh. this is huge. Matthew Wood has pretty much taken over for Ben Burt doing the sound design. Oh, uh, okay. For for uh, for Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. Matthew Wood is also the voice of General Grievous. Yep. But oh. more importantly. Mm-hmm. When they were shooting episode one, The Phantom Menace, and needed to stick Bib Fortuna in the background of the shot of Jabba, they found that Matthew Wood was the right size for the costume <laughs> and cast him in the role. Nice. So he's reprising his role as oh, Bib Fortuna. Cool. That's great. That is so I awesome. This makes me that. so happy. <laughs> I met I met I met Matthew Wood once at a party. Mm-hmm. Weird. Uh, Matthew Wood follows VHS dude for some reason. Weird. I was so intimidated to talk to him that I got nervous, introduced myself, and I say, it's good to meet you, and then, like, left. (laughs) But, dude, I love Matthew Wood. I love that dude. I love that, and I love that uh, you're you're such a genuine soul, Ralph, that that you got Like, listen, like, like, that's what Filoni and, and Favreau brought to the table, like, they did not need mm-hmm. Matthew Wood as Bib Fortuna, but they knew Star Wars enough mm-hmm. to know that Matthew Wood has played that character once. Like he wasn't the original in you're Return being, of the Jedi. You're being very generous to say Favreau and Filoni, but let's be honest, that was Filoni being like, "Hey, you know he played Bib Fortuna, right?" Let's I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but that is so, that is so awesome that Matthew Wood is. Bib Fortuna. I base that off the gallery episode where, like, he's uh, uh, Filoni's talking about the stormtroopers or something, and Favreau's right. like, "I don't know, that's too geeky for me. I don't know." Uh, yeah. so right. Like, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Andy Wismar. The slightly bad news is that Mandalorian season three will return slightly later than normal, with Disney confirmed release uh, date is Christmas, twenty twenty one. So uh, because because there's ahead. no Star Wars movies. Indeed. But you know what was so cool about watching this finale and just Luke Skywalker? With Luke Skywalker and in RTD2 with my family in our living room, our surround sound cranked up with the, the thump of the bass and everything. It was like on your second viewing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, wow, come on. Try to get my wife past this. Uh was it was just neat. It was sure it's not the same as going to the movies and you know, Star Wars has kind of been Christmas something Christmas the past however many years. Uh, It was kind of like as best as we could have that type of experience this weekend, which is, or yet today, which is really neat. I really dug that. 
by the way, I, did any of you guys cry? No, I cried like a I, baby. I think I think if Mando would have had a t- just a single solitary tear coming down his cheek when he took the helmet mm-hmm. off, yeah, no, I, I, you. I I'm talking about you, really. He had tears. He I didn't see tears. If he, if I would have seen a visible tear, I would have. He had the tear in the in the when he shaved Luke, his mustache when Luke picked him up and was taking him away. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is weird that he like. Why would you shave if you're going to wear the thing? But maybe it's for comfort. I think the I think the helmet has razors in it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, no, I didn't. I didn't cry. It's the, fans. it's the fans that keep him cool. Yeah, you know, guys, I mean, no, I'm done with you guys. I cried. I cried. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. I admit, um, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry for for Luke Skywalker. It's like it's like 1987. Luke Skywalker. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> I was like, I had this conversation earlier today. Like, I was four years old. My first memory is Luke Skywalker getting a robotic hand and watching that scene in Empire Strikes Back. The reason why this is so so memorable to me is that I was born uh, with a. Basically, a birthday. A cold heart? <laughs> no. My right hand was born closed shut. And so I had a lot of surgeries throughout my childhood. And so when my mom turns to me in the theater and says, maybe you'll have a, a hand like that one day, I was instantly like, yes. Like, because when you're four years old and you watch something on screen, you don't know that that's not real. Mm hmm. So I'm like, that's real. And one day I'm going to have a hand like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, Now I wouldn't give up my hand because it's just, it's part of who I am. Do you want to know my first Star Wars memory? I'm just saying that like, you know, if you're, if you're chiding me or chastising me for like not crying, like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I want you to cry right now, but I'm not, everybody in the chat wants you to cry. I was more excited that he was slicing (laughs) down robots. I was just like, um, and there is that moment where you're kind of like looking at a UFO where you're just like, am I seeing this? Is that Luke? Is this, is this happening? So uh, I, I, I maintain that if I were to ever meet Mark Hamill in person, you haven't met Mark I, yet. Yeah. I would I, cry. How have you not met Mark? Yet? Yeah. He came to my bar mitzvah. I don't, why, did, why did you not go to celebration Cele- in Anaheim in 2015? They were all there. That's probably why I didn't cry. Is Cause he was at my it bar. was, it was the second dark time. And I didn't really, I don't know. I don't know why the tickets were expensive. And then once I, cause back then this was, that was like Disney's first celebration, I believe. Yeah. And was. I don't think it was as big a deal. Um, uh, but I mean, well, I remember Nick, you shared pictures as you went to that one. I was like, mm-hmm. it's empty. This looks like so much fun. It, it was, it, I had no problem yeah. other than the Mark Hamill line, which was, you were at least waiting an hour. Uh, or more. Uh, other than that, everything was a breeze. You can meet did everybody. You want- I did not cry because <laughs> he was so busy. Like I mean, just you know, like I, I felt I sorry for him. You know, because it's one of those where like standing up, sign, stand up, sign. You like and just like, hi, how are you? Like, it was. It, I felt. I mean, and I just looked at him going, "Hi, Mr. Hamill." And I remember him just looking at me, going like, "Oh, hi." Like, you know, because it was just because <laughs> I, I think you get so used to just like like cattle coming through, just like arm around picture. You're like, yes. You're like, you know, and then I actually, for someone actually to speak to him, it kind of threw him off for a second. But um, um, so, I was going to uh, say, I was going to say to Matt though, I remember my first time seeing Empire Strikes Back. I would have been like three or four, maybe four on a, like a year. They do like annual re-release. Um, the thing I remember the most that I came out of that movie is that the Tauntaun was very much real. And those guts were very much real 
creature guts and it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was so scared. I was scared by that. And I was scared by uh, the incident in the cave. When oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had, oh, like, yeah. Those two things like scarred me. Um, but I love yeah, it. That was, there was like childhood discussions. I remember my cousin saying like, you know, that whole thing with like Luke Skywalker and being in Darth Vader's like that, that whole thing's baloney, man. <laughs> like baloney. With, <laughs> baloney. Yeah. I remember him saying baloney. I was like, whoa. That's hilarious. Back up. But you know, this cool. is what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, you know, but it's funny, uh, Matt, the first time I saw Empire, the thing I was most obsessed with too. Uh, Pokemon I, cards? No. <laughs> shut up. I can't hear from the show, but shut up. <laughs> uh, was uh the the hand thing too and i i was just um it just blew my mind i was like wait you can have like a robot hand like if you lose your hand you have a robot hand what yeah. that's amazing yeah. uh yeah. and i was kind of a worry i i, I was incredibly afraid of everything that could possibly happen to me and getting my arm cut off or dying or whatever it was just something <laughs> that as a five-year-old scared the crap out of me all the time like my own demise always scared me i was like well, if I had a robot hand, even if I lost a hand, I'd be, I still have a hand, be fine. And I just, like, it's funny. <laughs> but didn't I, you get excited that you would come back as a ghost and meet a Ghostbuster? No, <laughs> I, I, have, I have never believed in ghosts. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters, but I have no belief in uh, ghosts whatsoever. Ever since I was a kid. That's why I think I always liked it. It never scared me because I've never believed in ghosts uh, ever. Um, but anywho. That's besides the point, Matt. You wanted to say something. I wanted to say, like, b before we get, you know, uh, too too into um, like other things. Um, a, we got this awesome female fighting force. Like that scene, you know, like. Yeah. I, I trust me. My daughter took notice. She was like, "They're all girls," you know, right. like. Yes. You see, like my immediate thought, even though I did think that too, was that because if you look, you know, the Mandalorians are leading it. And as soon as the troopers show, they just ditch them. They just like jump to the sides. And it's like, yeah. if, I, if I'm pulling up the rear guard and all of a sudden the two people in the front just go up to the side and I take a blaster bolt to the chest, I'm going to be mad. Like, what the right. hell? It worked because they had the flight packs. So they could just kind of come in and. Mm -hmm. and I that was cool. But they were exposed on a bridge. They were exposed. Yeah. Um, and, and then also, I wanted to just talk about Bo Katan real quick and how like frustrating it must have been for her. The entire episode, she's like, if anybody sees Moth getting it, he's mine. Nobody fights it, okay? And then, like, this Rude, who doesn't even know Mandalore, like, he's basically man explaining Mandalore to her. He shows up, kicks his butt, has the saber, walks in. She's just like, Are you kidding me? I said, I said explicitly, right. get in his mind. There is only one thing. Ew. To me, I love that, like, looking back and rewatching it. But also, he, the Mandalorian, Din, you know, basically by his own words says, like, if you want to take back Mandalore, I'm in it. Just get me the kid. Like, I just want the kids to. Yeah, yeah. So by his very code, he is obligated now. That is that is his next mission. Quest, yeah. Yeah, that is his quest now. So I did want to talk about the whole dark saber thing, and I believe it was talked about in our chat. So I do want to pull it up. Yeah, so, it was. Um, uh, in Clone Wars, mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm sorry, Rebels. Um, Sabine gets the wins it in combat, gets the dark saber from uh, Kreese, right? Or or uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. when Sabine. she's yeah. Um, she, uh, she wins it. She does win it in a fight in combat. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, but she doesn't want to be the leader of Mandalore. And mm-hmm. Trigger brings up, and I immediately thought this. And again, if it's for this plot, whatever. I'm not gonna make that part sure. think about I, it. But, I, I think you go ahead. But Tree Shaker said here, didn't Sabine give the saber to both? She did. And she did. Yeah. Straight up give her. Why is she acting so weird about accepting? I think I think this sets up the potential to have a purge movie or something like that, or you know, because I think that's what's gonna happen. She, probably uh, Bo-Katan did not know that you had to do that because if you look at who's the leader before that, it's her sister. It was yeah. more like a heretical thing. Yeah. And then so I, it could have been during the purge. It could have just been right after she took command. Like you have all these Mandalorians still going like why are you our leader? Like, you know, yeah. no, you know, they're, they're actually schooling her on the rules and all these things like that. So it makes the purge easier when Moff Gideon shows up to say, you're not the leader. The empire is the leader, you know, and you know, so many different things. You you also have the, the fact that like, basically point. Sabine also helped liberate Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things that she does in that episode. And she doesn't give the saber over until Mandalore is liberated. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it it almost kind of plays out that way where you know it's just like let's get the empire off of here, a freedom. I don't want to do this. Here you go, and she yeah. basically passes the baton. I really like that take, Nick. In that yeah. maybe the reason Mandalore fell is because of the crisis of her yep. taking the state, and she wasn't a true leader. Right. That's a really good point. That's a really good way to portray that, and and that gives the whole context to why now. There is going to be this whatever between Mando and and Bo Katan, uh, but you know maybe they can do like a Rocky three kind of thing where they have you know they they fight it out and she wins it from him, but it's a it's a fight she doesn't have to kill him maybe I don't know right, <laughs> but because uh, I I don't see Mando as being and I and you know calling back I think it was three bucks that said it the uh, Din is uh, Aragorn I don't see him as the reluctant king. I, I just don't see that for him personally. But w- what is the rest of this this panel thing? I fell asleep. I, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, um, I thought it was, I think it's interesting. I think that um, the, <laughs> I mean, I'm not huge into the Darksaber, but I understand its, its importance. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have, I know that there were, Luke was already taking out um, the dark troopers. I know the dark troopers were pounding down the door, but I really wanted the Mandalorian to just toss the saber to Gideon to make her just like knock his head off and just take it from him. And I, it, it, I mean, listen, that would make sense for any other show, but when you have Luke Skywalker outside your door, (laughs) Now's not the time to discuss it, so it's like kind of like okay, just let it happen. Just I'm 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 here to see see how this goes. I mean, <laughs> part of that weird part of my brain, as soon as you know the elevator doors close, whatever you know, and Luke's gone, I wanted to go like, what's happening in that room right after that moment? Just like oh, oh. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine a conversation between Grogu and R two D two? Yeah, I just like I want. I want Luke to set Grogu on top of R2-D2 and sit him on there. <laughs> and then 2021, get that as an ornament for my Christmas tree. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. And I will say, I love how you had the original trilogies, Grogu, essentially R2-D2. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and Grogu, mm-hmm. like meeting up. I that's just, that's Filoni. 
I guarantee yeah. you that's oh, Filoni. Yeah. I yeah. bet you that that scene did not have R2-D2 in it. Yep. And Filoni's like, we could get him in here. He's in the X-Wing. Even though he should be, he should be back in the X-Wing monitoring it. Number. Right, bring him in. So, yeah, that, that's that's. Oh. I don't know about you guys. Every time I, ever since probably the last decade, I've always heard R 2s beeping, narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. And so, as soon as R two shows up, I'm hearing this beep going. I know you told me to stay at the ship, but here I am. You know, and then add in add in bad words everywhere. And then as soon as Grogu walks up, he like looks down and goes, "Aren't you a cute little mf'er?" Like, and like everybody just like, shaking, like you know. Uh, yeah. Like did you okay? So we all suspected Luke. I mean, did anyone ever once think that they would see R two D two on the show? No, no, I no. did not. No, and um, it's crazy. the other thing that the other thing that having R two D two and I get it. It's an X wing. We know it's Luke. Everything says that it's Luke at this point. Mm -hmm. But but even just the like the kind of the like okay crazy fans like R two D 2s here. This isn't some evil clone Luke. This isn't like a, a fake Luke. Right, you Luke. know, like, yeah, exactly. It's not Luke. I know that reference. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I do. It's a good point because even in all that, and and you're right. Like, I was like, once I saw the X Wing, like, oh, that's Luke. But it, and it's so funny how, like, of course, R two is going to be in the X Wing. Yeah. But at no point did it even hit me, and I was like, oh my god, there's R two D two. Like, like that one was a surprise, and, and it shouldn't have been a surprise, but it was a surprise. And a really neat one in that, like, R2 is that kind of connective tissue between every piece of Star Wars ever. R2's there. So it's neat that at no point did I expect him, but he's there. And now, like, the Mandalorian almost efficiently in my – not maybe not before, but it just kind of even more so becomes canon because R2-D2 has shown up in the story at some point in time. Yeah. No, totally. This is, this is the first – this is the first property – from Star Wars without C-3PO. Well, I guess yeah. he's going to be. No, I guess Solo. I guess Solo. Yeah. It's Solo not but, have, uh, Solo didn't have C-3PO. Solo not have R2 or C-3PO? Nope. No. Okay. I think I think in the train right. station over the headphones you could or over the loudspeaker in the train station, I think mm -hmm. someone mentioned C-3PO but like <laughs> using um police code so like Charlie, but I don't know. At what, at what point does it just not matter? Like, I can't I mean, hear what you're I, saying, but it's there. Um, but, I mean, I I just I just love that now. I can think about I can think about Luke Skywalker heading to this light cruiser and having a conversation with C three or with R two D two saying there's a distress call, letting R two know everything because we saw it. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to meet an old friend, or mm -hmm. we're going to the Degas boss system. Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's always talking to to R two D two in his X wing, and to yeah. hear, I want to hear that conversation, whether it's in a book or something, an audio book version of this or something. I don't know what, but just to hear them talking about this and R two getting even more information from his, you know, however many years like at this point, 35 or so, so years of stories that he can tell. Like mm -hmm. this is now the Mandalorian is now something in R2's databanks yes. that he can tell C-3PO. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. that makes me happy. It, mm -hmm. it really solidifies the canon for me. Yep. Like I feel like, like having R2 know this information is what we need to know because I feel like R2-D2 
and C-3PO to a lesser extent mm-hmm. has been in every single, he's aware of all of these goings on. Exactly. And C-3PO he, had his memory erased. So R2 is the only one right. that has been through it and knows all of it. So the fact that so the fact that he knows this story now makes it so much more real to me. I bet I bet he doesn't show up on Night Rangers of the Galaxy or or the the Republic. I bet he doesn't show up on that show. Sure, sure. I'm saying within the canonical Skywalker saga, if you're going to be like he was in Clone Wars, so we get to see it through his eyes. The whole point of the original Star Wars '77 was that Lucas said that uh, R2 and 3PO are the audience's perspective. Right. It's what Kira totally Kurosawa right. did yeah. in um, in Hidden Fortress. There's two mm-hmm. buffoon characters mm-hmm. that you kind of follow throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of your anchor for Star yeah. Wars. And that's kind of how they're supposed to be. And when I don't see them in Solo, it's like, oh, it doesn't feel like real Star mm-hmm. Wars because they weren't there to see it. Mm-hmm. I, I somehow feel like R2-D2 transmitted his stories to Earth somehow, and we get to see them all. <laughs> I, like and, I like that. But, and like so for, for him to be in this story, for me, is such a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it made me be like, okay, I can accept this as real. No matter how much I hated a couple episodes in the first season, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. This is all part of Star Wars, and I love yeah. it. I think the the thing for me, what seeing R two D two Luke and Grogu at the end and the door closing is, it really did feel like so kind good. of the the final part of this like story. Yeah, that's right. what Ralph said. You it know? could have been the and, series finale. And yeah. you had even you had even uh, messaged you know Nick like you know is that the end? You yeah, because it, it did. As soon as I saw it the first time, I was like, this feels like the end. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, and we, something else we haven't mentioned um, is that the homages. Uh, there's two, in my opinion, in this film. Like, uh, the, this end scene, though, to me, felt like E.T., the end of E.T. Yes. As, like, yes. kid there. God, yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And just them standing there with the light. I just, I, mm-hmm. I fully expected Mando to be like, I'll be right here. Like, you know, <laughs> right. like, you know, and I was just like, oh, my God. The Even the theme, I mean, it wasn't, yes. you know, but it was so close. I was yes. like, this is like and, E.T. And yeah. maybe, and maybe that's why I, like, jumped to this idea of, like, seeing this E.T. moment with them in season three, where all of a sudden, like one of them's being affected and the other one's being affected by, by something happening across mm-hmm. the distance, mm-hmm. you know, well, whether there, it's a, a dyad in the force or if it's just mm-hmm. the fact that they're so connected, it, it, their story was birthed together in the pilot. So that's why I feel like, you know, we can't, you know, and, and why would Disney be like, okay, kids, you're not going to get baby Yoda, but you're going to get this old grizzled bounty hunter dude living in this building, <laughs> you know, Killing people, throwing him into like chains and stuff. It's gonna be great. We're gonna call it the Book of Boba Fett. You're gonna love it. He's gonna have a little baby though. It's a baby hut. Baby. I hope it's a pop up book. We're trying to sell his name. Is his name Stinky? Stinky. Yeah. Oh my god, it worked great for the Clone Wars movie. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, no, I I I agree. Like I, I I'm glad you caught because I thought that in my head. I forgot to like even like write it down anywhere. But yeah, the ET. Like I even as it was it was. Ludwig Göransson's score for Mandalorian, I think, has been great. It's a fresh take, but it feels Star Wars. I know Ralph has talked about. He, he finally used some um, Williams in this one. Um, but he, I, used, he used the the traditional Force theme when Luke arrived, and uh, that's part of that hitting that nostalgia button. Mm-hmm. Like if you hold back those mm-hmm. themes this whole time and then hit us with one, 
Yeah. It's subconscious. It's going to hit you like a, like a ton of bricks. The end music was like that too. The end music had that swell where it was just like, and here we go. Right. And and that's where it was like, again, uh, what I love about it so far is very uh, organic and, you know, uh, recorders and very woodwindy and, you know, it, it fits perfect for the Mandalorian. But yeah, the end of this was like sweeping John Williams, Mm-hmm. all the way and and i was just like to the et like the end of et is probably best is like peak john williams in my yeah. opinion like that yeah. and i was just mm-hmm. like it's like holy crap that's a great call out great great call out um i do want to just catch up on the chat a little bit colleen says yes i met uh uh mark hamill at a uh youtube event in San Diego comic-con it was mark hamill and stanley interviewing each other uh, oh. and hung around and, and said hi to Mark Hamill afterwards. He signed my lanyard, so I have his signature. Uh, three bucks. I was scarred by seeing uh, Tina Turneris. The ag- I don't the know. Acid queen. <laughs> what? Oh, Tina Turner as the Tina acid. Turner as the acid queen and Tommy from '76. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> he, he does it. He leaves spaces in. It's like jazz. You just have. Babadoo. <laughs> uh, James Rice, uh, who I think is a friend of Ralph's, uh, worked at work Disney at night, and you'll believe in ghosts. Uh, there's a story there. There's a story there. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I've talked about ghosts on my podcast. Um. <laughs> We've talked about him on uh, our other podcast, Ramblecast After Dark. We've yep. definitely talked about it on there. Um, uh, I think, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of people are asking James to tell. Uh, Ryan Moore says they were all women. It wasn't an insincere moment, e.g. Endgame. I love the Endgame thing, but it was a little bit more over the head. But it was very subtle. It was just like these were four people, and they happened to be women. But I think that's even more powerful because it's not – and it happened naturally. I mean, they had already yeah, like right. built that relationship between yeah. uh, Kara's. It character wasn't. It and, wasn't a statement. Uh, it's just we noticed it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it was awesome. I mean, it, yeah. definitely, definitely, my daughter noticed it. You know, and she and and for for those little girls out there, yeah, that's important. And you know, having Ahsoka, having that moment for her, she's. My daughter has been wearing. She has this Ahsoka like um, it's not an outfit, but it's actually a shirt that I bought for her from through her universe. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so, but it makes her look like Ahsoka. She's been carrying around Grogu all day, like it is like <laughs> seriously, like it is so cute, like seeing her just like she. She was like, "I'm taking Grogu to bed tonight." I was like, "Okay," like because it's mine. Um, yeah, you know. there's a good I, scarf on her universe too. That's it's Ahsoka's. Uh, Oh, piece and you okay. can wrap it around and like and you just leave it hanging it looks exactly like her you know like, for that yeah, yeah. Uh, i wanted to mention scott d uh you had said like uh bib fortuna says mcclunky yes i heard him yes. say mcclunky yeah i heard it and, um, and and ralph would know he's a mcclunky mcclunky expert <laughs> uh, this is the third time we've heard it in star wars uh, James Rice says, I worked there 12 years, about half of those with Ralph. We would see shadows in areas that there was no light or anyone else around to cast a shadow. Spooky. Uh, Three Bucks says, is Sabine dead? No, Sabine's not no. dead. I I, 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 I hope. <laughs> I would assume she's going to be in the Ahsoka series whenever that yeah. comes Yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. We might, even, we might even see her in Mandalorian a couple times. Yeah, I, I, would, I would hope so. Uh, Colleen's uh, or James uh, offers Colleen to tell the stories. That's great. That's all you need to do is give Colleen more of this crap. So I have to hear about it. 
Uh, it's amazing to me. Okay, Jay, this is like the most fascinating thing to what? me is knowing you over the years. You love Ghostbusters. You're like the most diehard Ghostbusters fan I know. Your dad, like even, is like, he's seen Ghost. Mm -hmm. Colleen's into the paranormal. Everybody around you is basically Jack like, didn't, Jack didn't see Ghost. He did. He's it was it, was it was light bouncing off his head. And I, I believe Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the dome. <laughs> I probably have Stockholm Syndrome from Jack, but I believe him. Uh, no, I, I he shows me these videos from all the security cameras. It's it's like a bug flying in front of the lens. Sorry, it's not a thing, but it's fine. It's okay. Like we can. I I, I don't I don't judge anybody if they don't believe. I just don't. No, believe. no, it's just it's fascinating to me. To, to, to I just, love Ghostbusters so much, but yeah. I don't believe in ghosts. It's exactly fine. okay. It's okay. Uh, I've seen too many effects documentaries on <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh, we don't know. Real? We don't know the status, but we we assume she's at, she's alive. Why wouldn't she be alive? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like based on what we know, like we saw her at the very end of like uh, Rebels, which she was in some post Return of the Jedi montage. No one's no one's told oh. us she's dead. Right. Yeah. So we know that the body's still warm. Absolutely. So absolutely. Um, Tree Sector says extra nerd points of the show makes uh, for giving the slave one uh, the same weapons as a Battlefront two. Cannons, seismic charges, and in this episode, ion blasts. And I think you mentioned that, Nick, about how accurate this was to um, the games uh, that have come. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Oh, crazy Tank Hank TV is in the house. So great. Uh, oh, he heard it. He's heard it. He heard your joke. But I've yeah, for sure. Joke, for sure. Uh, let's. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just showed up. We're good. Uh, uh, Ryan Moore says, I made up a Disney ghost story that has persisted for decades. My manager made me tell people I made it up, it didn't help. So, there you go. Ryan Moore, awkwardly really? land employee, says it's made up. Oh, huh. Okay. I've, I, I've seen a shadow. Uh, Crazy Hank, who is uh, my father, check out his channel if you uh, haven't yet. Talks about TV and stuff like that. Uh, everyone that stayed in our house has seen them, but the kid with the big melon, exactly. The kid with the most like real sense of the world has not seen them. The rest of you are a bunch of nincompoops. I'm kidding. I love you all. Uh, Tree Shaker says, Jay ain't afraid of no ghosts. Uh, Three Bucks says, I asked because I don't know because I didn't watch whatever she was in. Forgive me. Uh, Rebels, if you haven't watched Rebels, season one is, it takes a while, but mm -hmm. season two, oh my God, end of season two, amazing. It's, 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 so it's up there as one of the, I would say like what, the 10 <laughs> top three moments in all of Star Wars animated. I mean, like you've got the Clone Wars, which just ended and that last four episodes is just some of the best storytelling and animation that you get agreed and then you know the end of of season two is just so incredible yeah personally i love all of almost all of season four of rebels i'd say that there's might be one or two episodes that are just a little filler but the oh, way they rebels. go season four, me, rebels, season four rebels yeah i mean emotionally let me just say like i'm i'm not i'm not huge into the cartoons but I have recommended Rebels on several occasions. I think Rebels is fantastic. If, if there is a um, show that has made me cry, Ralph, I will tell you this: it is Rebels. Really? And yeah, but because I, it's something about the family. I love the family unit of Rebels and Kanan oh and God. Ezra, and and what Ezra does and like the the conversations they have is just it's so father son to me that I just 
I really bonded with that. And the, uh, the, the shot, so. the shot of like nine year old Luke <laughs> or, or oh, like right. the, there's like one shot of Luke Skywalker in rebels mm-hmm. and it's from Obi-Wan's perspective from far away. And it's just mm-hmm. like, that gets me like yeah. Luke Skywalker's it, the dude. Yeah. It's in the same episode with, that you're talking about with Obi when you know where yeah and he's like yeah. isn't yeah. he is he the, the chosen one that's why you're here and he's like yes and he's and then like why Maul I think dies so calm it's like so we'll be revenged you know it's like yeah. it makes total sense yeah and that and, and again like that whole episode that whole arc of you know Maul I mean it's God since Clone Wars and end of episode one like this vengeance to uh, Obi Wan but it's really it. If for Maul's story arc, it's the being used by Palpatine and oh, realize yeah. Maul just Maul just gets better and better. Exactly. During uh, brother being killed by Palpatine and then realizing that he's powerless, and then and yeah, to your point, like when he's dying in Obi Wan's hands and mm-hmm. seeing that Luke's going to be the one that avenges us all for the, mm-hmm. for the tragedy. Um, that, so and, um, this like this is what I've had this forever. The art mm-hmm. of Star Wars. Um, yep. This is this is like peak dark time. Ralph reading material. <laughs> um, uh, tons and tons of amazing Ralph McQuarrie artwork. And um, what's great is with Rebels, they take a lot of the unused stuff in this book and in the in the subsequent books, the unused Ralph McQuarrie stuff, and incorporate it into Rebels. And that's what hooked me onto Rebels. I'm like, okay, they're acknowledging stuff that I knew from when I was a kid mm-hmm. without it being so important and precious. It's mm-hmm. just, it just happens mm-hmm. to be there. And it honored like the dark time for me. It's like seeing the, uh, the troop transport mm-hmm. in, in Rebels and also Mandalorian where it's like, that's a thing from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, was part of my headcanon when I was like five or six. And now it's like a real thing, and um, so for for any yes, fans of who, for any Star Wars fans that have grown up with the majority of their life without Star Wars, like um, during the dark time, like eighty three to ninety seven, mm-hmm. um, Rebels is just for you. Yeah, uh, when the when in the first episode when the Tie Fighters explode and they spark like they do in Star Wars seventy seven, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh that hits me in the nostalgia spot. There's even points that remind me of like Star Wars, the arcade game for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think the same sparking effect. Um, uh, yeah, good call, good call. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I cannot recommend Rebels enough. And Check I think three bucks says that sounds great. So I can watch Rebels without watching Clone Wars. That's how yeah. I actually watched it. I uh, I had seen some Clone Wars episodes, but I hadn't watched it all the way through. And I said, all right, if I'm going to go back and watch it, I'm going to do the one that actually had less seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more connected to the Rebels characters than I would be Clone Wars because I wasn't a fan or as big a fan of prequels. So I and watched Filoni, Rebels. Filoni I does up. the same thing where if he references Clone Wars, it doesn't necessarily matter that you've seen those or not. Exactly. Same with The Mandalorian. You yep. know, like, and that's that's the way... You know that's the way it should be is to have that all that connectivity where you can just dive into a to a show. Um, I would even say that you can dive into the last four episodes of the Clone Wars. Now, watching all of Clone Wars would make it a lot better. Yep. But the last four episodes is like a movie that would be in a, a companion to Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So if you like Revenge of the Sith, the last four episodes of the Clone Wars. Yeah, the Clone- uh, 
Yeah, the Clone yeah. Wars is a lot to handle, especially like there's there's some yeah. episodes, especially in season four, and and some of those that are just they're straight filler, or they're like they're not really important to the overall arc of anything. Like yeah. the ones with Maul, the ones with uh, uh, Ahsoka, of course, are mm-hmm. really important. Uh, and those, you know, if you can make a list of just certain episodes from each season, like you probably get through it pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, those like, lists are available online too. Like yeah. they'll let you know. Like for me, like if you don't want to go through all seven seasons of the Clone Wars, which are something like 25 episodes per season, um, with the exception, I think the seventh season and the, and the sixth season. But mm-hmm. if you, if you want to like know more about the Clone Wars, but you don't have the time to spend binging all of them, mm-hmm. uh, just look up lists. There's, there's plenty of lists out there that lets you know, like what's important, what you want to know if you're interested in specific characters. Um, you don't have to watch and consume all the star Wars, yeah. but if you do want to do a deeper dive, but don't have the time, look up there's lists, just go look them up. And, and that's, what's neat about clone wars is it does kind of like, especially later on group, like a, a story arc over two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. And so you right. can kind of just jump into those story arcs. If you want to really also um, the, dig into the it. entire, the entire season or the entire series um, isn't set up chronologically. So it doesn't really matter which order you watch them in, which is nice mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. The, the ones that to me are important chronologically, especially in the beginning are the ones that are very clone centric because mm-hmm. you see them. It's like in season three where you, you'll see one when they're in um, Camino being trained. Yes. But if you watch that one first and then go in different in the orders chronologically, they make so much more sense. Because you see, like all these, uh, like yeah. going back to ninety nine, which was the the clone that went wrong. Like you see, like the history of that. Like so, some of those are really neat to watch in chronological order. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There is something to the what's what's their crew? It's is it Domino or or I don't know what their uh, that group yeah. of yeah the Dom- I think that's right Domino. Yeah, uh, that storyline's awesome, and I and it was at that point, and I do kind of see watching that outside or watching before because i at that's the point that i really connected to all of the clones mm-hmm. like that that story and then 99 and then it was beautiful it was incredible um and uh but yeah I, I do think that's something that really neat that clone wars did i don't think rebels really rebels is much more just like a chronological kind of story but um to me it was season two with Vader as the big bad, bringing back Ahsoka and having their final meetup. And then three and four, you have Thrawn as an awesome badass. Um, yeah. uh, made that show for me. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get to kind of wrapping up our thoughts here. Um, let's see. Uh, Boinkle Ace says, no one has mentioned what a badass Jedi Luke was compared to 83 Luke. He reminded me of Rogue One Vader. You yes. might have the very top of the Arab Bullwinkle, but yeah, we did kind of talk about that. But uh, people have already been comparing all day today the Rogue One Vader scene right. and this Luke scene. They're mirrored in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. How do you all kind of rank the two? Uh, some people say the reason why people love Rogue One so much is because of that Vader scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Um how does how does this rank for you all kind of in that scheme? And then you also, I think end of Clone Wars, you had the amazing yeah. mall hallway. The mall hallway scene, yeah. Right. Mallway. Uh, <laughs> what what's your what's your kind of thoughts here? Who wants to go first? 
Uh, Nick, what do you got? I, I love them both. Um, I think it's because it's exactly what we've already kind of touched on is that now we're seeing peak Luke or like prime mm-hmm. Luke as a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, because the original trilogy is him learning. It's 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 the entire audience learning of what is all this. And we're going on this adventure of learning what the force is and all this. And it's him trying to really, especially after the end of Empire, trying to get his dad to become good. He's not really trying to defeat anybody. And it's yeah. the same way with Vader. Like, um, in Empire and in Return of the Jedi, Vader is not trying to kill anybody. He's mm-hmm. just trying to bring Luke over to the dark side. Yep. So in both of these scenes, in Rogue One and in uh, Mandalorian here, we're seeing them full, just, I'm going at it because I don't care. Right now, I'm being full Sith. I'm being full Jedi to the best of my, my abilities. And that's mm-hmm. what makes them both exciting. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um I liked the differences in their styles. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like um, Darth Vader was very cold and calculating as he went mm-hmm. through, very precise. Um, Luke had a more of a flow to him. Mm-hmm. It was more. It was a more like a, a spinning dance, almost very um, Yoda like, and the way he would do a lot of turns and stuff. Yeah, a lot of also also there. very for also very precise, but mm-hmm. very fluid movements. Like he felt mm-hmm. like he was more one with the Force, whereas mm-hmm. Darth Vader was just like. This target, this target, this guy up in the ceiling, get him. It was very cold and calculating. Mm-hmm. Whereas Luke had a real nice flow to his uh, to his movements. Um, very, very, very um, like predetermined. Like that, I'm sure that choreography was very, very. Uh, it was studied and it was made sure it was done correctly. And mm-hmm. they definitely wanted it to have a specific feel and say a certain thing while yep. he was moving around. Cause I know Filoni is big into samurai and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they clearly had some shots in there that were reminiscent of rogue one mm-hmm. and that Vader scene. And they wanted to be like, okay, we saw how Vader did it mm-hmm. and saw how intense it was. Let's mm-hmm. make Luke's a little bit more lack of a better word, like beautiful and mm-hmm. more of a, a dancey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, so I really, I really appreciated that they, that they, you can tell that they really spent the time mm-hmm. to make sure that they got Luke's fighting style right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Matt, you're up. Uh, I don't know what else I can say that hasn't already been said. I mean, it's, it, it was, um, I think what's great about the Rogue One is that it's like one single shot. We're just in on that, you know, with, with the Luke, it was, it was a little bit of a, more of that mystery and that reveals so you're getting a little bit through this, the, the monitor. Um, it's broken up a little bit until we get to that last hallway shot. I'm just glad we got so much. And um, by the way, he's not killing people. So this version of Luke, which is just somewhat still good, mm-hmm. you know, like if we saw him like crushing someone to death that was like a human, you know, or, or you know, it brings brings to mind like, well, you know, he's he's killing life. And so yeah. this this creates a perfect foil for him, you know, like, you know, slice through Something- robots all day long. They're not aliens wearing weird you know next generation masks and this is the first time we've seen luke i believe i have to rewatch the last jedi but this is the first time we've seen luke use his lightsaber with just one hand hmm. when sure when they did. back when george lucas originally did right. star wars it was always a it was always a two-handed it was always a two-handed weapon except and for vader and empire he was very much just playing with him i think there was one-handed yeah, but it did one right. hand. Yeah, and I think the one-handed was supposed to be like a sign of um, arrogance. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. 
So it was interesting to see Luke use one hand. So that's another reason why I wasn't sure it was exactly Luke or not. Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean, they've done away with they've they've, they've done away with the the two handed for, for right. quite a while. I mean, like right. everything that happened in the prequels. I mean, George Lucas was basically like, well, I guess people wear underwear in space now. <laughs> so, right. uh, there's a little callback there. Man. Um, <laughs> go ahead. I liked it though. I liked it. I, I liked. It. I think. I think the Luke scene was awesome. You know, because Luke Skywalker. I need to watch it again. I only watched it the one time. Oh wow! Um, yeah. I'm just gonna pop in. I'm just gonna pop on the second half, um, and and just watch that from the time yeah. the X-wing arrives until the end. Let's just uh, one last scene to talk about, and we'll close it out here. The opening scene, the person taunting. Uh, I'm blanking on Cara Dune. And then her just blasting him in the face. Uh, cool opening. To, I thought it was. It set the tone for the episode. Uh, yeah, it did. I, I thought the guy was an idiot. I mean, who yeah. who, do, who does that? I mean, really. Uh, I did love though after the blast. Uh, yeah, the real I, world effects. No, I like I like the the lighting, the blue on Mando's helmet. It was just oh. such a, a cool shot. I felt. Um, and then what else about that scene? They're twins. I, like, I just like Pershing's reaction because what? he. Pershing's reaction, like he, yep. like he's, it's like the blaster right by his ear, like would have blown yeah. out like that. That was that, that. That was my one little nitpick about this episode was like, what happened to Pershing? Is that you know he's uh, in he's in the ship, and then once they yeah. land, it's like, where did he go? Like he's in or he's in a re- Republic prison. He's, well, he's, no, not yet. But like so maybe Wave One. That's did they just leave him in the the Imperial shuttle, just like just chilling in there? Yeah, you know? but. But Cara Dune was, was the one that wanted Moff Gideon alive, so I assume that we'll see more of him as well. So because yeah. they want knowledge, which makes sense. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Anyway, that's all I have. Why are you focusing the screen on me? Give <laughs> <laughs> camera angles. Gonna make it exciting. People watching at home. All right. Uh, three bucks says uh, tied up. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's a good place to close it here for this special uh, edition of Screen Geeks with Ralph and I crossover with uh, fantastic Star Wars podcasters, uh, Dr. Baru and Aunt Owen, uh, (laughs) uh, Nick and Matt from Owen and Baru's Barbecue. Now, this is not the end of their discussions. I believe um, there's more to come. I think, Nick, you're going back to Tennessee, so you won't have real internet. Uh, but Matt, I believe you will have uh, sometimes. I would. I would like to have a discussion with Chris. I know he he would like to to definitely kind of finish up with Who? his thoughts thoughts on the season. So, <laughs> he's our guest guest star. Um, he's our special. It's like it's it's Nick and I with special guests. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, uh, so uh, where can people find Owen and Brew's Barbecue, uh, Mister Matt, Doctor Baru? Uh, well, I, I guess on iTunes, you can also go to the Jay and Jack network um, and, and click on the link there, become a patron. Uh, that would help us out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you can also get some merch. So we have this new merch site. Yeah, you know, some really cool merch. Uh, I'm jealous. It looks great. Uh, I believe we, it's on jayandjack.com, right? There's a link there somewhere. Yes, there is. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. We At the beginning of each show, I, I mention a food and uh, our uh, artist extraordinaire, Jacob Parr, like put together a nice little menu of all of the little call outs that we've had at the beginning of, of the the, uh, the shows there. It's, so all of the crazy cool foods. Hoodie. It's a really cool hoodie. Um, I believe Colleen's buying one. Uh, Ralph, this is not the end of this discussion for you. You, uh, for your uh, Patreon exclusive podcast, 
cover every single episode. And uh, you, you have a really special guest for your finale. I don't know if you've announced right. that actually yet, but uh, I have. That. Okay, okay. So um, tomorrow I'm recording with Michael Allred, who is a comic book legend, creator of one of my favorite characters, Madman. Mm-hmm. Oh. You see that? Um, and he is a gigantic, gigantic Mandalorian fan. It's his favorite TV show of all time. He's gone and created his, his own full Mandalorian armor. Not what? only did he get, not only did he get a Grogu, mm-hmm. he has fitted it and Jerry rigged it with poseable parts now, so he can fully what? pose his Grogu while he wears his full screen. It looks screen accurate Mandalorian outfit. Um, he's a huge fan. He requested when I asked him, I'm like, do you want to be on the show? He requested to be on the finale so that we can talk about the whole entire season. Mm-hmm. So you can check out patreon.com slash casino skunk, or it'll be available for free on YouTube the following week. Yeah. And if you'd like to hear Nick and Matt on that show, Matt was on last season and Nick was on a couple weeks ago. That's right. It was a good show. So they're all there. Go to youtube.com slash casino skunk and you'll see their name in there too. Uh, yeah. Cause I remember uh, uh, Nick was on Ralph's show and Ralph, I think texted me right after you guys recorded that. <laughs> Nick wasn't, you know, he was all right. He wasn't annoying. <laughs> That's not what that, those weren't the words. I'm like, I was like, I said, I don't think Nick said a single negative thing. It's true. It's true. It was a really good episode. Like it, was, you were on for the uh, Robert Rodriguez, Robert yeah, Rodriguez episode because yeah. I was pleasantly was surprised phenomenal. by that episode. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if, you, if, you, had... if you keep the topics positive, I'll stay positive. <laughs> if you let me go down that road to the dark side, I, think, I will yeah. totally go down that road. <laughs> I think the only negative bit you had was we didn't get enough dark trooper action. That's yeah. That's that's what it was. I was really wanting which to say was, we saw, we which saw we all episode, got. So. We all got on this episode, got so we're good. Tonight. You got yeah. it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that is a good place to close it out. Uh, thank you to our special guests, Mac and Nick. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Ralph. Jay's, Jay's been on the show too. If you want to listen to me and him talk about it, <laughs> nobody cares. But I have been at one point in time. Even though I wasn't invited this season, it's fine. I'm not jealous. Certainly. All new guests. I know. It's All new, every new chapter has a brand new guest. It's fine. I'm not upset about it. All right. Now that you have enjoyed that whole morsel of goodness. I mean, that was a lot of like talk about tears and soup. (laughs) I want to thank everyone, uh, specifically our, our, uh, our guests on the show, screen geeks. Thank you for, for doing this. Thank you for, thank you for doing this crossover with it. It was the only way I could convince Ralph to do a, a show today was if you guys, uh, we're a part of it, so thank you for doing this crossover. It's the only way. It's it's actually the only you know time that I could get Nick because he is going away for the holidays, and right. and and what better way to celebrate the holidays than with a Star Wars holiday special? Love it. Am I right? Lo- of course. I still have never seen it, but of course. Well, you're not. Missing. You've not seen it. I have. Everyone has to watch it. Well, oh my god! You. you oh my god, have- dude. <laughs> I, I I want to MST3K oh, this with you. I just want to like experience it with you. Oh my god! Oh my god! Take some heavy drugs. And can, watch right? Seriously, can we can we do a live stream where we all watch it together? <laughs> I, I sign me up. Sign me up, Ralph. I'm I'm. Will please, Disney shut me. us down, or will could we do it? Could we? 
Will he get shut down? I don't know. I don't, they shut oh, us right. down when we did Lucasfilm has disavowed it, so. Yeah, it's true. Right. It's on YouTube everywhere. everywhere so. Yeah. Except for that and cartoon. Except for the cartoon. God. Yeah. I'm going to make this happen. we got to make this happen. I'm down. Well, I'm down. Look for future events with Owen and Brews and Screen Geeks where we might do a crossover event. It's holiday special. Love it. Star Wars. You, it's so bad. You're like, why the hell am I watching this? <laughs> it's so bad. It's you bad. Just, you cling to hope. You cling to hope it's going to get better. Within within five minutes, I, I subjected my wife to it, um, which, by the way, I did not get the cops called on me. Was it the first five minutes? It was the first five minutes. She said, "Does That's... how long?" She said, "How long is this?" That's what that was. Just, what the, she just the Wookie chatter. At she, least another fifteen minutes. I was like, I was like, oh, it's. She oh, was like, this is two hours long. <laughs> she freaked out at that point. So I don't but blame her. I don't blame and we're still together. Hey, there you it's, go. Mm, True love. It's, and so is this podcast with an outro. So <laughs> I want to let everybody know that they can send their their email to us at theforceswelldone at gmail.com. Uh, and I know we have a, an email waiting for us. We will cover that in a future podcast where Chris and I break down this, uh, you know, because there's so much to talk about. I right? wanted I wanted to cover this email, but Nick said no. So... It's true. Nick was very much against. I didn't even know we email. had an email. <laughs> it's 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 wow. it's good. It, no, it's a good email. But I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to save it because this episode is already an hour and a half long. So, um, I want to thank some the, some patrons that make this show possible. Um, specifically, uh, and and they're all holiday special themed because it's the holidays, right? <laughs> so special thanks to Lumpy Tack, Itchy Eckhart. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, what did I have written for you? I think I murdered your name. I'm sorry, Ed. What did I have? Ed the Wook? Ed the... I can't read my handwriting. I'm jacking this. We'll just move on. Mala Maggie, Joe Akamina, and Galaxy Greg, because I, I have no other G names. Goramanda, the chef from the holiday oh, special. Oh, no, nice callback there, Ralph. Thanks for making me look like a rube. <laughs> Nicely done. That was great. That was a great show, kids. This was one in a million. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you very much. See y'all. It's amazing that we were able to have the exact same conversation on our show and on your show. I know. It was, it was incredible. incredible. It's, it's, it was we're, like, we're professionals. That's why we can exactly the same each time.